everyone, and welcome back to Those Happy Places, the podcast that talks about theme park rides as literature. My name is Alice White, and I am solo today without my co-host, Buddy Decane. This is just going to be a quick little mini-sode. I'm going to talk a little bit about my recent trip to Walt Disney World. I went all the way to Orlando. It was my mother's birthday and Mother's Day, so we spent a whole week in Orlando, Florida. We're all from California, and we uh, had three-day single park tickets and a water park ticket. Uh, to use at our leisure over the course of the week. We stayed in the Orlando area, uh, and we just had the best time. It was such a good week. Uh, we, Since we had three single park tickets, uh, we chose to... We, we uh, did a little bit of homework, and we chose to not go to Hollywood Studios. Uh, I decided that park looked the smallest, and it also looked like it had the most rides that were um, similar to or identical to rides that we had um, at Disneyland and California Adventure. Um, I decided that my priority this week was going to be on um, on focusing on the differences between the parks between the coasts, um, not in a critical way, but in a, um, like an experiential way. (laughs) Um, I went with my mother, my little brother and my little brother's girlfriend, uh, none of whom are massive Disney or theme park fan. I mean, they're all big, they're all Disney fans. We all love Disney movies and grew up watching Disney movies and going to Disneyland as annual pass holders. Um, but they're not big lore people. They're not big, um, analytical people. Um, and they're not, uh, especially detail oriented people. So I got their perspective, um, and found it extremely interesting, uh, to talk to them about it and what they noticed about the differences between the park and, and their specific, um, um, observations and, and complaints even, uh, about, about the difference. And, and I think a lot, I think the four of us suffered a little bit, um, spending a lot of time comparing, which I think was probably not great for us, for our enjoyment. I mean, don't get me wrong. We had a great time, but I think we did spend a lot of time going, Oh, well in California, we have this where, Oh, well this ride was just a little different than, than in California. And we spent so much time doing that that I feel like we maybe weren't able to completely absorb ourselves in the real tourist um, experience. Uh, Something that my mom pointed out almost right away was Walt Disney World is (laughs) so much bigger and so much more detailed and involved than the Disneyland and Disney California, California Adventure area that there's so much more to do in such a bigger area and it's so self what's the word I want it's so self-contained that when you go there unless you lived very 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 close you don't just want to do one park and then go home you go to Walt Disney World it's a resort. It is it is a proper resort. It has everything on property that you could ever need. If you stayed on property, you would never 
need to leave and go into the greater Orlando area. It is not just a theme park. It is a, a world. It's Walt Disney World. Um, and that was such a striking difference to me and something that I, not, I, I, I don't think I ever expected to see. Um, as we were staying in this hotel and the shuttle times to and from the parks didn't quite work for us, we spent a lot of time taking Ubers between parks and between our hotel. It was just that big. See, in California, we can just walk. You can. It's a, a 30 second walk from the gate of Disneyland to the gate of California Adventure. And that's it. That's the whole park. That's the whole thing. And I guess they just had so much more space in Florida. And even so, there was a lot of dead space, a lot of big green foresty looking space that could easily be filled with more things. And none of us saw that coming. We had no, no idea. Um, and that I think speaks to, um, a little bit of a, a conversation that I had with, uh, with Kate Prince, not that long ago, Kate Prince, who lives in Buddy Duquesne's house. Um, she and I had a conversation not that long ago about, um, she grew up in Northern California and her trips to Disneyland were big deal trips. They made a, a very special journey as a family down and they would stay on property and they, it would become like their, their whole world while they were there. Um, but it's so much more possible to do that at, at Walt Disney World. I, I have never experienced anything like it. Um, if, if Kate Prince, um, was able to have that experience at Disneyland, which is great. I can't even imagine what these people who, who come from all over the world, from, from literally the other side of the planet and save up and, and save up and save up for years at a time to, to be able to have that kind of adventure for just a week or so at a time, I, it's, it's mind blowing to me, um, how, how whole it feels. Um, a couple other things, I guess I came to mind over the course of the week. Um, a lot of the park seems to, or a lot of, Hmm. I guess a lot of the things that we did as for adults, uh, my little brother and, and his girlfriend are both 19. Um, as for adults entertaining ourselves in, in Walt Disney World, um, we had the opportunity and also kind of had to uh, make our own fun. And we said this more than once when we were doing our water park day at Typhoon Lagoon, even though it was totally stormy outside. Um, we went anyways, and we walked around, and we made our own fun. My mother and I had a couple of drinks. We camped out. We people watched. We made our our own fun because sometimes that a lot of times uh, stuff in the park was not for us. We're adults. We're not we're not children. Um, the Magic Kingdom was another good example of this. There are so many rides in the Magic Kingdom that are just not for us. They're not for grown-ups. And that's fine. That's great, even. Because the 
Disney should be for kids. And the fact that there are more rides geared towards children than towards adults in those parks uh, is obviously amazing. Um, but there, there wasn't, other than drinking or expensive restaurants and with the occasional roller coaster, there wasn't a lot for adults to do to find fun. There wasn't even really, even the roller coasters aren't like big time thrill rides for, for adults. They're just slightly more intense than, than the other rides. I don't know. It. um, we spent a lot of time in Epcot wandering around and creating our own narratives and making our own jokes and talking to people and talking to cast members and, and making our own fun. And that was just as important, I think, to our enjoyment as anything else that Disney offered us, like physically offered us. It was, it was a total, total blast just being with my family and laughing and making our own jokes and having our own fun, uh, as, as any ride that they, that the, any big time thrill ride that they could have given us. It was a, it was a, a there was a you know a couple of fights my brother and I have <laughs> our sibling fights and it, you know we're not perfect um, but for the most part being able to be there as adults and make our own fun and have our own drinks and and move at our own pace and not be uh, forced to entertain a small child all day made it extremely enjoyable and um, I guess that's why Disney knows that they don't have to cater towards you know adults going without children uh, we don't need to be to have keys dangled in front of our faces to, to keep us entertained we can do it ourselves and we're perfectly capable of that it just surprised me while I was there at how little I felt was for me not surprise. <laughs> That's the wrong word. Um, I guess I just kind of took a step back and went, well, if we had planned, if we had gone when I was a kid, I might not have remembered it as well. Um, you know, wouldn't have this like lasting, like adult memory, but more would have been for me. It's just, it's just different. It's so different. I've gone to Disneyland with children I've gone as a child and now as an adult sitting back and appreciating the little things and also not being in a rush and having to ride every single ride. Uh, in Magic Kingdom, my mom and I rode very few rides. We spent a lot of time just wandering around, eating our Dole Whip and just people watching and um, hiding from the rain and, and just like having fun. We rode the people mover. We didn't have to ride the people mover, but it reminded her a lot of the people mover that she remembered in California. So we just sat on it and rode around and chatted and, and yeah, made our own fun. And that was important and great. And I probably spent too much time uh, on that, uh, in this mini sode, uh, I guess, uh, you can go on my Twitter, um, at Alice white THP, uh, and you can read some of my breakdowns, but, um, I guess I can go through my, um, my bests and worst of each park that I went to. Um, okay. So, uh, day one, we went to Epcot, had 
a t- had a really, really, really good time. Um, so the best parts of Epcot were Test Track, the whole ride. It was speedy and fun and, and amazing. Uh, Mission Space was great. Um, I wish that they kept warning about it being really intense, but I walked off feeling like I really wanted like more intense. Uh, I wanted to really feel like I was going to space and really, I just kind of felt like I was on a Gravitron and I want more, (laughs) give me more. I want to go to space. Um, we had, uh, blood orange margaritas that were to die for. Um, and, um, in England, in the England part of Epcot, uh, they had in the pub, they had a improv pianist called Carol, who was a gem and made our night. And that was, again, part of the making our own fun. We stood there for 20 minutes listening to Carol play the piano and singing along with her. And if I was a, a child, I would have had no patience for that at all. So, But uh, I'm glad that I went as a grown-up um, to do that. So... Uh, I had a, I loved Epcot. I think it was probably my favorite. Uh, mostly it was just so different from anything that we have in California. I just, oh, I loved, I loved all of the countries and the, um, and the different food and drink that I got in so many different places. And, oh, it was a blast. Oh, the worst was, uh, the worst part was there was this extremely rude Canadian bartender. And I was like, A, you're Canada. You're supposed to be really nice. But also, it's Disney. Like, be nicer. He was just super, super rude to us. Um, But honestly, if that's the worst thing that I came across the whole day, like, I can get over it. Um, And then we went to Animal Kingdom. Um, The best parts of Animal Kingdom far and above were... um, Expedition Everest, that was a really good roller coaster. Uh, and the Kilimanjaro Safari, where I got to see a baby elephant and I didn't cry, but I was really, really close because elephants are my favorite. Um, Animal Kingdom, uh, oh, a flight of passage. Oh my gosh, flight of passage. Oh, I'm gonna have to like really give you a like a whole episode dedicated to how amazing Flight of Passage was. Avatar was amazing. On the flip side, Navi River Journey was not worth the wait at all. It was very, very pretty. It, I would never wait more than 45 minutes for that ride. Ever. Never. Not worth it. Not one bit. Um, so the Animal Kingdom had dirty bathrooms all day, but that was fine. Um... Then we went to Typhoon Lagoon. I talked about that one for a little bit. We made our own fun. Um, and when they when the storm cleared, there was like a hundred people left in the park, and we got to ride every ride, every slide, like a million times, and it was it was really really great. Um, let's see. Well, Animal Kingdom also had really gorgeous music. I forgot about that. Really beautiful. It was so gorgeous. Once I think maybe we mentioned it. Uh, but Walt Disney World doesn't have an Indiana Jones ride. They have the Indiana Jones stunt show, which I hear is really great. Um, but if you, you people who have only been to uh, Walt Disney World and not Disneyland uh, feel like you're missing out on an Indiana Jones ride, just ride Dinosaur at Animal Kingdom and pretend like Harrison Ford's uh, at the beginning and end of that ride because it was almost identical. The motion and everything were very, very similar. Um, so yeah, you don't need to worry about that at all. Um, oh, 
uh, talking to a cast member about the difference between being home at Disneyland and being at Walt Disney World in the Magic Kingdom specifically. She said, uh, it feels like someone went into your house and moved the furniture three feet to the left. <laughs> and that was perfect. The Magic Kingdom was so similar to Disneyland. The layout of the park and the kind of like spokes on the wheel style layout of the lands and everything. Magic Kingdom was weird though because it had so many parts that were so crowded and with narrow sidewalks and walkways. And then other parts where I could walk for five minutes without running into anybody and also not seeing anything. There's this whole like walkway in the whole, in the back of the park, like a smoking section, but it took like five minutes to walk from frontier. I think it was Frontierland to Tomorrowland. And there was nothing, no rides, nothing to see, nothing to read, nothing to do. It was wild. I was really kind of, uh, kind of baffled by that, uh, by the uh, difference between the the different flows of the park and how crowded Adventureland was in comparison. Um, there's so much space, so much space from the Magic Kingdom. I don't know why they don't just widen every sidewalk and spread the rides out a little bit to accommodate more people so you don't have to step on anybody. Um, Magic Kingdom was great. The People Mover was great. I went on the Carousel of Progress and uh, it was cute. Um, I might need somebody, I might need somebody on Twitter to tell me why the Carousel Progress is everybody's favorite, uh, or most underrated attraction. Cause I was like, oh, it's cute. And the animatronics are, are good, but, uh, <laughs> I, um, no, I, 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 yeah, I would like somebody, anybody who's listening to this, uh, to tweet at me, please at me this time, uh, on why you love the Carousel Progress. Cause I went on it expecting some to be blown away, but it wasn't my favorite. Um, and the fireworks were amazing and I cried, um, because they played probably my favorite Disney song ever, which is out there from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. That was like the first song they played and I, cried my eyes out and didn't stop for the whole thing. It was so good. And we had such a grand time and, um, I don't really know what else to say. Um, I, hopefully we'll be recording a, a follow-up episode to this, uh, where Buddy can ask me specific questions and we can have more specific conversations about, um, certain narrative aspects of the park. Uh, but these are just my closing thoughts uh, at the end of a really great uh, adventure and a really great journey. So thank you to everybody on Twitter uh, for sending me suggestions um, on your favorite parts and um, and the things you wanted me to look out for. I really enjoyed reading everybody's um, responses on, on Twitter um, to my live tweeting of the week. Uh, and I apologize again to those, uh, who follow me for flooding your feed. You, that won't happen again. Um, cause there's no way I can afford another trip to Walt Disney world, especially not for that long. So, uh, I wanted to thank my mother for just, I don't know. It's, it was her birthday, but she dropped all the cash and brought us there because that's what she wanted to do to celebrate. And, she's the best and I bought her as many drinks as I personally could afford. So, um, happy birthday to my mother. And I, um, I hope that everybody has a really good week at me on Twitter and let's, uh, let's talk now. I'm going to try to remember how the outro goes. (laughs) Uh, this app. (laughs) Okay, here we go. 
Thank you for listening to Those Happy Places. The research for this episode was done by Alice White and edited by Buddy DeCain. This episode of Those Happy Places was produced by Alice White and edited by Buddy Duquesne. Our theme song is Golden Gate by the California Feet Warmers featuring Phil Alvin. You can find their music at californiafeetwarmers.com. And if you like what you heard, please subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends. And you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Alice White THP and Buddy is at Buddy underscore Duquesne. And Duquesne is spelled D-U-Q-U-E-S-N-E. Um, and be sure to like us on Facebook. And, um, and thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, all right. Sorry, Buddy. That was messy, but cute.